Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome back to the Unproblematic Podcast. This podcast focuses on us, two 20-something Midwest friends. This podcast talks about life, college, travel, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing. So come join us on our podcasting journey. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about vlogger culture, which is something that I think has taken off even more during the pandemic. And it is a habit that Ariana shamelessly got me into. So I think it's a good topic for an episode because we both have a lot of experience with vloggers and my experience is because of Ariana. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> this is good. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be an interesting episode, but before we get into the, the meat of the episode, uh, Kaylee, what are you reading and watching? Well, just reading, actually. So we changed our reading and watching um, right now so that it's like vlogger edition. So it's basically internet reads and internet watches, which I think is an interesting like way of looking at it because like typically... I think the internet is juxtaposed to like real life, quote unquote, with reading and watching where like physical books have such like a like like people almost think of like physical books like organic food. And I think both of those concepts like are pretty misconstrued of like like, you know, organic food, but then like not doing the research into like, okay, what makes food good for you? What makes it organic? Like how much has this label just been hijacked by capitalism to try to like get people to sell more things. And it's the same kind of thing with reading where I think like a lot of people get into this like book culture, like dark academia um, aesthetic, but like, it's not really about the content. And I think there's a lot of really like quality content on the internet. There's obviously a lot of nonsense too, but I just think like focusing so much on the form really detracts from the argument that people are trying to make and like ariana sends me these awesome tiktokers all the time who make arguments about like critical race theory and literature and like things like that and there it's like in three minutes and that's pretty impressive that you can compress an argument into three minutes so i think like there's a lot of creativity and like critical thought that goes into the internet too so that was a huge side tangent from the point that our reading and watching is going to be completely virtual for this episode so um, when we wrote this, this was like a month ago, but I think a lot of it has stayed the same. I don't mm-hmm. follow a lot of influencers. Like I, I go on and off because sometimes I'll find something that I think like, oh, this, I really like this for this reason. But then I just feel like I see so much of it. And it seems like the, the person who's creating this content is just overcapitalizing on this one specific thing and sometimes it just feels like overdone which I don't that's just my interpretation like it could not be the case within with like those people but these are three people that I've actually watched for a while and I really like their content because it's just like I don't know it's different enough and just the way they present it it seems like funny and down to earth and it's not necessarily just like selling things um but my favorite like influencer I guess his name is Laron Hines and he just interviews preschoolers and it's so funny it is so (laughs) funny he says he starts by saying like Jabria are you smart and this girl Jabria always goes yes and then he asks her a question and then and so he has like four or five preschoolers that he interviews consistently and like 
it's just hilarious and cute and that's definitely my favorite like quote-unquote influencer and then I also like um Neom I think is her name or name name something like that Hadkins and Joe Ando they just like post a lot of really funny stuff I don't know um and yeah those are like they also just post like weird photos of each other and they just have like what I like about them is they're they don't like make fun of other people but they sort of make fun of like the couple goals culture just by making it kind of like like doing like weird kind of nerdy renditions of all the couple goals culture stuff but it's not like making fun of other people which I think is which I like um that they can like have a sense of humor without like belittling other people um and then the people I watch are like and this has changed a little bit because I try not to watch as many vloggers which I'll go into that rant later but I watch Carrie Cakes who Ariana got me into and Adrian Hill again who Ariana got me into and then this French girl named Alice Capel and Adrian and Carrie both vlog about um, Korea. Carrie vlogs about Seoul specifically, and then Adrian's in Busan, um, but she vlogs a lot about just Korea in general. And then Alice vlogs about like Marxism and feminism and capitalism, and like like her videos are like essays. They're so so good. They're like really thought provoking. So I really I really like her videos. But Ariana, what are you reading and watching? Well, first, I the videos with Laron, I've seen those two on TikTok, and I think they're really funny. Um, but what I am reading, I was influenced, pun intended, um, I was influenced <laughs> by um, a TikToker, well, multiple TikTokers who were talking about this book, and it was called The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And it's so good. Like, I'm re- I'm reading it on my um, nook and it's about this girl and she she's um, low income and randomly she gets like pulled down to the principal's office and this this young guy is there and they're like well you got to come with us because my grandpa died my grandfather died so for us to read the will like you have to be there it's like written and no one knows who this girl is so she goes and it turns out I mean this is not I mean, this isn't spoiling anything. This is on the back of the book. But pretty much this man's entire fortune is left there. And none of it is left to the grandchildren or the parents, like the da- his daughters. So everyone's trying to figure out, like, why is this? Why did this man give his fortune to this random girl? And she doesn't know why, like, no one knows why. But this house, like, this this book gives very much um, clue vibes and knives out vibes because it's this big old mansion that has plenty of secret passages. It has many, many acres. Um, and one of the, she's trying to figure out with one of the um, grandsons why like, why did this man give her the fortune? Because, like, everything he did was kind of, like, in a, in a like, secretive way. And he viewed things, um, like, mysteries and stuff, like, enter- entertaining. Um, and I, I think there's going to be some type of love triangle. Um, I just get those vibes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but of course. again, 
like YA, so it's probably like I don't know. And it's three books in the series. Like I'm on the first one, so probably um we probably won't figure out why this girl got this fortune. Um but this is off topic, but I when I was reading when I realized who the author was, I realized that I had read one of her lesser known pieces. It was called The Squad. It was a it was a duology on this cheerleading squad. But the thing is they were spies. And that I read that during my whole sp- <laughs> spy phase that I do not think I'm completely over. Um and then what I'm watching, like my favorite vloggers, um, Rem Life, um, Daniel Carolyn, Brooke Michio, uh, Emma, Emma Chamberlain, and Tara Michelle. And I've been watching Remy, who's um, Rem Life. I've been watching her since she first went to college. I, w- I think I was in high school. And I really, one thing that I love about vlogs is I just love seeing like, people's everyday lives and typically I've I follow some of the vloggers that I like I follow a lot of like lesser known vloggers but the ones listed here um have quite a few followers and for me I think I just like seeing how they live it's just very interesting to me um and I just started following Emma um, Emma Chamberlain, and I listen to her podcast, which is really, really good. Um, so yeah, those are those are the main um, vloggers that I watch, and they do fashion, um, travel, cooking videos. Uh, Danielle and Brooke live in New York City. Tara lives in um, Toronto, and then. Remy lives in Los Angeles and then Emma technically lives in Los Angeles, but she like, since I've been like following her vlogs, she's been um, traveling a lot. She's like, I'm sick of LA, which I think is really funny. Um, So yeah, that's, that is what I watched. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a good variety. And like, I totally understand the, like, I really like the idea of like just a one city vlogger because I feel like like um a lot of them just have like such a love for a city and it helps you get to know the city really well and I really like Carrie Cakes because like she really helped me like get to know Seoul before I came to Seoul and it wasn't just like typical touristy things it was a lot of like little things like parks um and like cute coffee shops and like neighborhoods that people don't always go to um that like you don't hear about and so it was like really good to hear her perspective and um and she's also like been in korea for like seven years so she just like has a lot of like knowledge and knows how to get around had good like travel tips and she goes to a lot of places that like a lot of vloggers don't because i feel like like every foreign vlogger who comes to korea if they haven't been here for a long time they go to like seoul like gangnam and and myeongdong and then they go to busan and like that's pretty much it like it's just like Seoul and Busan but she had a lot of different vlogs and actually like I totally have like hook line and sinker been like influenced by her because I totally want to recreate recreate a trip that she did where she went to Jeonju and it's like this um 
this city that's really well known for its delicious food and this uh like the hanok village they have a lot of buildings in like the old architecture style in korea and she went there in january and she went when it was snowing and it looked so beautiful that i want to go in december or january when it snows i, I want to go to jaju and eat the food so like i i really like her vlogs thank you for that recommendation area <laughs> i don't i actually <laughs> I think that was one of your other friends because I did the Adrian Hill one. Oh, you just recommended Adrian. That's right. It, Carrie was just like recommended. It was the algorithm that like brought me that video <laughs> after after Adrian. So thank you, YouTube. But <laughs> but but I wanted to quick mention that vlogging has expanded from just YouTube. It's on TikTok. So I do watch some vloggers who give like their day in like three minutes and I think that's also um very interesting because it's like a highlight reel and you have to be very strategic on what you show because you're gonna run out of time whereas on YouTube you can be on there for 40 50 minutes yeah you can talk for a long time about whatever as Adrian's latest videos have <laughs> like <laughs> um yeah Okay, so Halloween costumes, if we could be anything, Ariana, what would you, I guess we're past Halloween now, but like if it was a normal Halloween year, what would you have gone as for Halloween? Yes. <laughs> so, um, I don't really celebrate Halloween, like growing up I didn't, but I think that like social media, I love seeing people's costumes and how creative they get. Um but if I and also like I'm not going anywhere so I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I should like dress up take a take a picture and then like take it off <laughs> so um but if I could maybe next year um I would love to dress up as Yzma from the Emperor's New Groove um I love that character and I love Eartha Kit um, you should <laughs> Or we like, should. We've already talked about this. Next year, we're going to go as Yzma and Kronk. <laughs> I, I, that movie has a special place. Or it's it's so funny. Have you seen the second one, Kronk's New Groove? That was Yes, awesome. I love Kronk's New Groove. I love them both. But Yzma is a trip. She, she's... She's ambitious. She's very ambitious. Ambitious. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other character who I would love to dress up as is the Winter Soldier. So Bucky Barnes <laughs> with the metal arm and the, the black face mask from the second Captain America movie. That is one of my favorite characters from Marvel. Um, that but would I, be a more comfortable of a costume than a dress for sure. Yes, like, warmer. Isma would have all the purple feathers and like huge, huge. Um, it'd like be the boa and yeah, and like the uh, headdress. But the Winter Soldier is like I actually do have a mat, like a like a face mask that kind of um, it covers my face like the Winter Soldier. So I was like, oh, it's COVID friendly and matches this aesthetic um the one thing i would have to figure out is the metal arm and i don't 
I just love that character. It's my favorite one out of the well, one of the um, out of the um, Marvel universe, and yeah. But I do think that like his the like best costume era would be the Winter Soldier because like in the civil in Civil War, he's wearing like regular clothes. I mean that would be easier, but like probably more difficult for people to like. Oh, that's Bucky Barnes, or that's the Winter Soldier. You know. Hmm. So what about yeah. you? What um, you? Well, if I'm not going to be chronic with you, probably I would have. So I did try to go a squid game, but I couldn't find the jumpsuit in time. I only found a mask. Um, and so I ended up not doing that. But I think I would go a spirited away. Like, I'm so glad it's still really popular because in Itaewon, everyone was either squid game or spirited away, which it's such a good movie. I'm glad that the energy for that has not died down. But it's plus it seems like such a comfortable costume and I'm all for comfort. I'm all for warmth. Like Halloween, you should not be uncomfortable on Halloween. You should be able to like dress comfy and be cute and eat lots of chocolate. And I'm not trying to like wear fishnet tights when I'm like eating dessert all day long. Like that just does not sound like I'm going to feel like a case sausage. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I <laughs> dude, it's a holiday. I want to relax. I want to wear a black robe that completely obscures my form and then I can just melt into a sugar high. That's all I want on <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> that um, is funny. Um, that is so funny. But I saw, I remember it away in my sixth grade class. My teacher showed it. It was a good movie. It's so good. I love, I love Studio Ghibli. And I've just recently started watching those movies but I watched um, my neighbor Totoro last night I finished it last night so good I love it and I love Howl's Moving Castle and Ponyo yeah it's it's so good there's this giant store in Latte World that's completely dedicated to Studio Ghibli so once I watch all of the movies on Netflix I think I'm gonna go there sorry Latte World is like a chain of of malls or latte mart is like a chain of malls in korea and then the big one with an amusement park and a giant mall it's like mall of america but bigger um Hmm. is like 20 minutes away from me it's by latte tower so you've probably seen this in in like pictures i posted ariana but like the giant tower that's like across the river from where i live um that's where latte world is i was like oh is this like a big coffee shop i was like ooh, latte world Oh no, it's not spelled the same way. It's L O T T E. Oh, okay, okay. So like, yeah, basically the same, but or a Lote World. I think I say it incorrectly. I think it's Lote World, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to yes. think the like the whole thing, my whole thing with there's many different ways that you can dress up. Like people have been so creative. Like I saw someone dress up as um, T and Tamara from Sister Sister, um, but oh, that's I cute. we were talking before this before this episode we were talking about Phineas and Ferb because because uh, Kaylee's in South Korea and I'm in Michigan. There's a 13 hour difference with the time change, so I had just woken up and I sounded like Candace from when she was next to those wild parsnips and like her voice. <laughs> recipe um so Phineas and Ferb would also be another like good duo costume 
I yeah, I agree. That'd be a cute one. All right. So, Ariana, what do you enjoy about vlogs? What do you like about them? What do you think their like pros and their strengths are? There's a number of things that I think draws me to vlogs. Um, I think that it's easier to watch because like you don't really have to focus on like a plot compared to television. Um, but also I like to see how the other half lives. I like to live basically <laughs> through others because a lot of the people that I watch are able to like travel and like, like purchase things for their apartments that like the average person probably couldn't afford. So it's very nice to like see how the other half lives. Um, yeah, like it's just, or with um, Emma's videos, hers are very, I love the editing. She's really, really creative with her editing. And so when she's like traveling, she'll go to like these different coffee shops and things like that. I I think I find them very comforting, but sometimes like a part of me, a part of me does love luxurious things so I like seeing people purchase like being able to like purchase nice things that they wanted um so like one of my favorite accessories are handbags and I think with Danielle Carolyn she she's um she's been really into like purchasing like nice handbags but the thing is the reason I found Danielle and Brooke I was in high school because I, they used to do preppy videos and shockingly enough, I used to dress very preppy. Like, <laughs> you still dress preppy. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Like, this is not, like, I feel like my style now is more classic, but when I tell you I was like ironing my, ironing guys, I was ironing my clothes. <laughs> That's too and- much. No, absolutely not. I was wearing like collared shirts and like putting sweaters over that and wearing like these big chunky like pearl necklaces or like bobble bar necklaces. Like it was definitely a 2013 to 2015 vibe. Um, And I looked cute, but that's just not, I don't, I don't think that's, I think if you could picture it, like, you'd be like, oh, no, you don't dress like that anymore. But it was very distinct. I saw this picture and I had this, I had this white button down and it had polka dots on it. And I had, it was a collared shirt. And I was like, I had this like pearl headband on. And I was like, I was putting in a lot of effort. I was like, oh my gosh, like that. I don't think I would do that now. But both of their styles have expanded um from that so it's it's interesting to see how people evolve over time but um that's how I found them because I was really into like preppy fashion hmm yeah I think like one things I like about vlogs is it seems more intimate than tv because it's like it's a real person um and I like like getting to know someone's personality through that but it's like it's also like sort of unsettling for that same reason but I guess one thing that I really like about it is it seems like 
the people who get very successful are often women. And it's really nice that there's an industry besides porn where that seems to be the case where like women are like making more money and like succeeding more than men. Um, And it seems like it's because of that whole like selling your selfhood thing where it's like selling your personality. And I don't know why it's just really hard for me to find a charming man on the internet. Like I have not really found someone who's like consistently like Bo Burnham might be the closest in his recent videos like i i sort of like his per- but like most men on the internet are just annoying and obnoxious like like i found so many women who are like like have this like meta irony and are just like brilliant and humorous and funny and also compassionate and can like be funny without belittling other people but like i like seldom find a man like that on the internet like rarely <laughs> YouTube is for escapism and why <laughs> follow a man like literally honestly I listen to men enough as it is why would I volunteer for that like <laughs> not a inbox I don't think I follow one man like maybe oh actually that's a lie there's one guy on there and he does comedy videos like he tries like weird food trends so like his name is Alonzo he does like the weird like food tiktok trends like he's funny because he's not cracking jokes about women he just focuses on the food like but that yeah like no offense to men but you guys are not that funny like full offense to men because the thing is like a lot of humor (laughs) a lot of men's humor is making fun of women and a lot of women's humor is also making fun of women so like it's like full offense to men no no regrets no apologies like a lot of male humor is just like pretending to be feminine and that's why it's like it's not even funny it's just like you weren't smart enough to create a real joke so you just make fun of people like for no reason um i i agree like it's just like i'm just thinking one guy on tiktok he's like he, like when people make fun of other people for how they make their iced coffee, like how pretentious could you be? Like you're making fun that people you're making fun of people because they don't it's something as little as like a coffee drink. Why? Why do you care what people put in their coffee? Like, oh, God forbid they put cream and sugar in there or they put like whipped cream or whatever they want in their coffee. And you're up here making fun of people saying like, oh, all they put in there is a bunch of sugar and ice. And then one drop of coffee here's your coffee i'm like you guys aren't like men aren't funny you guys like uh, (laughs) yeah it's just like if you have if you have to put on a wig to dress up as a woman to get views to be considered funny if you like you need to be funny i think to be considered funny you have to you have to be able to make people laugh without imitating somebody else like right and like a lot of them are are putting on like this persona and i'm like oh my like this is embarrassing like like oh like making fun i don't know it's like always like making women are always the butt of the jokes and i was like that is not that's not cool like these jokes aren't funny like to me um but yeah like i i i think neither of us really watch men on yeah 
I say uh, that, but like, I guess like on Instagram, well, I follow a couple guys on Instagram who are like quote unquote influencers, but like actually just Laurent and Joe Ando. And the only reason I really follow Joe Ando is because he's dating Neam. Like, but like his stuff is funny, but I feel like he follows, he falls into that category of like someone who has a sense of humor, but doesn't belittle other people. Like he, most of his humor is like dressing up in weird, like 80s, 70s, like windbreakers and just taking like weird pictures. Um, and then like calling himself like Mr. Steel, yo girl. And then he's wearing just like a really dorky outfit, which is just like, so such a good, like wholesome humor. Um, but like. I don't really follow other guys because it's just like it's not funny. I don't know. I, it's <laughs> I think if I think the only time that I've like really laughed, like cracked up, there's this TikTok um account. It's called Love So Real. And their husband and wife, so they dress up as each other and make fun of each other. Like it's not like they're making fun of men or they're making fun of women. They're making fun of their partners. So like they'll dress Dude, up that's as that's gutsy. That is <laughs> they'll no, they dress and then like <laughs> give like scenarios that have actually happened to them and then like but they but they're both of their personalities are so great that like they both just laugh at each other. Like you can tell that like they really, really. That's still time. risky, though. I feel like that's like, um, like <laughs> when you're in fourth grade and you say to your friend, "Tell me the thing that you hate the most about me," but I'll tell you the thing I hate the most about you, and it'll be okay. It's I never would, okay. It, I would like that is. I would never ask that because I know I'm about to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah, I I never said that either. But my mom did that with a couple of her friends, and she said that it like broke her heart. And I was like, yeah, why did you bring that up? Like, why? Why? When she was like in fourth grade, she did that, and they said she was a mooch. She would take their food, and it like broke her heart. Like she was so sad. About it. <laughs> I, that just reminds me of that. Of like, you mock me, I'll mock you. It'll it'll be great. Like I don't. I feel that's just risky. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it works for them. Um, like, I'll give an example. Like, it was, like, the wife had made, like, she was like, oh, I made, like, so the husband was dressed up as his wife. And he's like, I made you, like, a lunch. Like, here, like, come eat it. So, like, when he gives her the plate, he ends up, he's like, let me fix that. And picks it up and starts eating the lunch that she made for him. And she was like, she's up there laughing because she's like, oh, are you going to eat that? Like, you made this whole lunch saying like, oh, this is for you. But then like, you're eating the lunch that you made. I don't know. And they're like both laughing. I mean, it, it's funny to me, but I, I mean, if they can handle like cracking jokes on each other, I guess that's all that matters. But for me, like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving to the next part of it, what is unsettling about vlogs? I can go first because <laughs> so this is the main thing that bothers me is selling selfhoods. So I recently read this collection of essays called Trick Mirror and in it was this quote where Gia Tolentino, who's the writer, said selfhood has become capitalism's last natural resource and nothing illustrates that more than vlogs where the fact that like people are literally selling their stories their takes their uniqueness like literally anything about them like I have this friend like okay let's call her an acquaintance she's an acquaintance in Chicago where her whole um 
like TikTok personality is built around the fact that she's colorblind. Like she put everything she posts on the internet is like, I'm a colorblind TikTok star. And I was like, really? You chose that as your defining characteristic? Like, I mean, like she really like just hooks onto that. And like, she posts all these arguments she get into, she gets into on the internet with tick like with people on TikTok where they're like, you're not really colorblind. And she's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, a big I just, what does she have a big following yeah she's a pretty big following oh and yeah like and she you know just makes a lot of posts about being colorblind but it's just it's so interesting to me you can choose a character trait and if you can make it appealing enough if you can literally like mass produce your personality in an appealing enough way to a like a mass audience then you can make money off of your personality. It's just kind of wild. And like, I saw this spiral very quickly when I was watching Adrian's videos, because at first I was really like uncomfy with how much she shared. Like when I was watching her videos at first, I was like, oh my gosh, it's kind of embarrassing for her. She's sharing that about, you know, like her experiences in Korea. Cause like, she looks kind of dumb. Like, you know, like I felt bad for her. I'm like, why did she share this much? But then after seven hours of watching her vlogs, I was like, why didn't she tell us why she broke up with her boyfriend? We've been going through this together. And now he's gone. What happened to him? Like, and, and it was just like so quick. It went from like, she's not sharing enough to like, I really need to know the deets. Like, I want screenshots. Like, it was so, so quick. But like, um, yeah. But the other reason that I, I don't like like vloggers is because it always starts out like when like when really popular vloggers start out I feel like their videos are helpful to everyday plebeians like me because like the things they do are like broke people things and then as soon as they start succeeding they start like rising up the ranks of of like the upper class and then the things they do for fun are like oh we went to a yacht party or like oh we went to this like great like rooftop bar in Sangsu and it's like no longer the things that I can afford and so then it's not helpful it's just like oh another like if I wanted to watch lives of beautiful people that I can never have I could just watch Disney Channel that was most of my childhood I wanted things that were attainable now and anyway okay my rant's over that was I, that's the whole tweet <laughs> I I understand where you're coming from because like a like part of the reason you go and follow someone is because you like either find them relatable or like you want to live vicarious to them or like like the people I followed like we were in the same stage of life so when I say that I mean college so they're around our age um but like when I understand like the whole like not everyone is going to be relatable. But one thing I'd like to mention is that like a lot of the people who have like been on the internet for like 10 plus years, I think, I think you should mention that like, you have to have some form of privilege to have been on YouTube that long. Because like, this is before like you can vlog on your, on your phone. Like people had these big bulky expensive cameras that they, that they were using. So I think like to get started, to have like the quality of videos that you want a lot of times like you can have like parents helps and parents help and things like that and I'm not saying it's bad to have help but like I wish that people would be like oh like I'm so thankful that my parents helped me like get this you're like oh I got this all on my own without any help and then it like gives you like this unrealistic standard like well how come I can't do that like how come I can't do this or that but 
I, I understand. I also understand you're talking about like unrelatable because sometimes like. I don't want to say that people get out of touch with re- with reality, but like I'll give you an example. One of the influencers I follow who I really like their videos got a toaster and they're like, oh, like here's the link to the toaster. And it was like really cool. I'm looking at that toaster right now. It is two hundred and ninety nine dollars for a toaster. That's yeah, that's insane. That's- no one for that like. I was like, if I was $299 on a toaster, could never. <laughs> could never be me. I'd feel guilty also. Like, I'd feel guilty. Like, why, why did you? Why did yeah. You, this could have gone towards something else. $300. Yeah. A toaster. But I was like, obviously, people can spend their money on what they want because it's their money. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I think that's just a me thing. I was like, I don't think... I don't think even if I like reached a certain like tax bracket, I'd be spending tons of money on certain things. Yeah. Like I, I, I understand like investing in pieces that will last long, but I feel like there's, there could be a difference between like investing in nice things and then like completely like splurging on things that like, are completely unnecessary but um that's the other thing and, like we're and saying, even sorry go ahead we were saying like they be sometimes like i don't want to say they become out of touch with reality but like like their reality is different from our reality so like for someone was like oh my yeah. god affordable this affordable jacket and it's like two hundred dollars i'm like yeah that's real affordable like yeah. <laughs> so i was like i i i understand so, like, when I'm watching these videos, like, I understand that these people have, like, a certain amount of privilege. And I take that with a grain of salt because I'm, like, I'm watching this stuff not to see, like, oh, let me go buy that toaster or let me go buy that sweater. I'm just watching because I want to, I, like, low-key want to see how the other half lives. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I can understand that, I guess. Like, I, like, that doesn't really motivate me. I don't really want to know how wealthy people live because I feel like it would just depress me but I could see how like that would be interesting <laughs> I mean but health, like I wouldn't say wealthy because when I think of like wealthy I think of like million and billionaires like I'm thinking like I mean these are younger people so I don't know I mean how am I supposed to know how much they make but like it's some things are relatable with like their life experience, but then other things are just not. And like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that I, it's like some, some things like I, you, I do like nice things, but I don't think like, I think there's some things that I just don't think I would spend money on. Mm-hmm. Or feel good about it afterwards. Like I'd feel guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I, I think that's definitely where a lot of vloggers go to. And even if they wouldn't necessarily buy those things, they're still selling them. And, like, it takes a lot of privilege just to be on the internet, just to be, like, an internet celebrity. Because, like, most of the time it's, like, I feel like a lot of the really, like, famous vloggers are, like, white women or just, like, beautiful women that are like pretty high like have a lot of money to begin with or a lot of privilege to begin with 
Um, so uh, yeah, <laughs> way up from the bottom, but like that's not the majority. And like for some of the videos I like to watch, like living, like watching their like everyday, like when they do vlogs and stuff, I'm like, wow, like you're like, oh, like my family like lives on the beach or like I live like in this really like luxurious gated community. I'm like, oh my goodness, like it <coughs> excuse me. I'm like, it's really crazy to think like this is how like the other half lives, but you know, I like it's it's interesting to me, but like as a vlogger, like I don't think I could like I I I love privacy, so I don't know if I could like just give that up for a paycheck. And um, independence. Like I feel like you can never just like enjoy an experience again for its own sake. You would always be thinking like how could I sell this? How could I get a good video shot of this? How could I like, like record this and then like edit it? And you'd have to spend so much time editing. And um, yeah, I just feel like you wouldn't be able to like experience life anymore. You'd always be focused on how do I document it? Mm -hmm. And like a lot of them have to because like they're getting paid for these certain things. And sometimes I wonder like, are these sponsorships like do you guys even like these products? Or are you guys just saying you like these products? Because sometimes I feel like that, like, they're, all of these products can't be so amazing that you have to try them. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I, but like, I understand, like, I think both of us understand that, like, these, it's their living. So, like, you, if they're not doing this, they're not making money. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm sounding like Candace again from with the parsnips. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like that is something because like I love Alice Capel, even though she is a YouTuber and she makes money off of YouTube, but she like acknowledges that in her videos. She's like, you know, I am a part of this whether I want to or not. And um, like, you know, even as much as like we talk about anti capitalism and we talk about like wealth inequality and things like that like I still play a part in it so mm -hmm. like you know I feel like everyone says like oh well, at least you're self-aware like that's such a like 21st century thing to say where it's like awareness is like this dead end of civil rights and social justice where it's like spreading awareness we have awareness at least you're aware but like but I feel like to some extent you can't stop it to a big extent you can't really stop the way that like the internet machine works um and so i think you can like just do your best to try <laughs> to like like kind of spread something different and maybe not overtly be selling a product but i don't know if it's better or worse to be honest to like just overtly be like capitalism buy a paper o because it's paper o day which is just like a chocolate stick it, that you can buy in korea um or or to try to be like, I'm not selling capitalism, but support me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know which is worse, whether you should just like honestly be a part of the machine or be like, we can stop the machine from within the machine. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, yeah. It's, and it's such, it's so difficult. It's like an intricate, an intricate topic because like, at the end of the day, like you do have to live, but like, it's 
at what cost? Like, I, I don't right. think that my privacy and give up my, like, family life for a check. Yeah. But a lot of people started out, <clears throat> it started out as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right. It started out as a hobby that, like, and was also meant to be, like, helpful to other people. Um, which I feel like a lot of the vloggers I like have stayed true to that. Like, Carrie, like, her videos, I've seen some from, like, 2016. And they really are, like, exactly the same as the ones that are right now. Like, the editing has gotten a little better, but it's not like she has changed the type of thing that she does. She still goes to, like, the same kind of places. And she, like, goes to art museums and coffee shops and, like things that like a plebeian like me can afford like it's not like all just like really expensive things that I could never go to which is really nice yeah. whereas Adrian's just like a model at this point <laughs> like was in Squid Game and is here on an entertainment visa so it's just like like astronomically outside of like what most viewers would experience everyday life in Korea yeah um yeah, and just, like, the consumerism, like, a lot of them, like, you, like, they'll have, like, so many PR packages and, like, just a bunch of stuff that we don't need. And I'm, like, I, I, some of them I'm donated to, like, um, charity and, like, different organizations, which I think is nice. But, yeah. So, in conclusion, both of us really do love vlogs. But, mm-hmm. like, at the same time, it can be unsettling because a lot of them, like, give up privacy um and like se- like sell themselves like they're like they're a brand so they do a lot of things to stay within that brand to grow a following right yep it's the nature uh, of it yeah but thank you so much for listening to this episode um here it's like really early but then where kaylee is it's really late so she's gonna go to sleep but <laughs> very soon <laughs> <laughs> i hope i hope that you enjoyed this episode and we will be back soon peace signing off bye